he began talking to me about Kingdom Classrooms. I thought I was just doing behavior and classroom management. I'm good. So he's like, no, we're going to talk about Kingdom Classrooms. It is Kingdom of God's response to the crisis we're in right now. So now I'm like, okay, Lord, well, that means you pushing me out in the forefront. He said, absolutely. You're just going to be a double agent. And that's what it's going to be. I am now learning how to walk out the double agency right. of the Kingdom of God. Welcome to Kingdom Over Everything. I am your host and Chief Fire Igniter, Shea Bynes. And I have with me a dear sister friend of mine, Michelle Holiday. First of all, hey, Michelle. Hey, hey. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing well. So <laughs> Michelle is very special to me. Michelle and I go back probably over a decade now at this point. We have attended the same local church together. Uh, Michelle is a part of the team at Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur uh, and has been for years and part of our executive team. Uh, Michelle is a business owner in her own right. She's the founder of Feed Their Needs, which you'll hear more about shortly. And just, just a genuine, genuine person through and through. And so thanks. I think I've had an opportunity to interview you. This may be the third time that we've had just a, conver a recorded conversation so I'm looking forward to this because it's always cool to see the, the new goodness that comes out. There's definitely been some goodness happening. So I'm excited to share it. Yes. Yes. Good stuff. All right. So how about we start because I shared how Feed Their Needs is you're really a behavior strategist. And so right. I want to have this conversation around kingdom over everything in the area of education, which has been your sphere of influence. But can you mm -hmm. first break down what does it mean to be doing behavior strategy? Right. So my background, um, of course, I was an educator, I was a teacher, and then I began to teach a specialized set of students. I'll put it like that, a, a group of students that really honed my behavioral skill set. And then I believe the Holy Spirit just sparked that and had me really go into study and practice and do that thing. So to do behavior strategy um, to the masses um, it, with different uh, sets of schools and districts and teachers, it's been very, um, it's been fun because I'm very passionate about it, but it's also been very um, educational because with this, every, it's like people bring their own backgrounds and experiences and uh, judgments and biases and openness and all the good things. So, um, but yeah, right. it's, it's, it's been a ride. All right. So let's talk a little bit about that ride. So, cause you've been in education for quite some time. So take me on a path of kind of your career in education that led to you actually starting a business to serve school districts and teachers. Right. Well, I actually in high school decided I want to be a teacher through, uh, an experience I had, um, with some, um, I'll just call it peer counseling or something like that we did. And so in my mind, I was going to be an English teacher because I love reading. That was the plan until I met this professor who talked about these students who need um, support emotionally and people who are stable and secure and who have a love for kids. I was like, oh, that might be me. And so they do something in education where you get to visit a classroom. And I remember the very first classroom I visited, all kinds of chaos broke out. Uh, students were very, um, there's a lot of, I'll just say it, there's profanity, there's throwing up chairs. It really, to a normal, typical, I shouldn't say normal, but to a typical teacher, it would be like, okay, I'm out. 
Right. But for me, it was like, this is so fascinating. This is so <laughs> fascinating. And so that began my journey. Who knew? I didn't think I didn't think this was a thing. And so um, I, you know, I went to school, got my degree and everything. And then I entered into education. And I will tell you the difference between education and practical is very different. And so I thought I had all the tools and all the skills and boy, was I wrong. And so, you know, what happened was I had I had a school that was somewhat supportive, but it wasn't enough for me to manage behavior as well. And I, was, I want to say my third year teaching, I'm like, Lord, we need to have a discussion. I know I put all this money into education. I know it, but I think I'm out because this right here is not what I want. And I distinctly remember getting from him ministering and saying, you know what, this is for you. And this is where you're supposed to be. So my response was, okay, if I'm going to do it, if we're going to be here, I might as well enjoy it and have fun. And so from that place, I began to really just rely on the Lord for uh, the want to. Mm. And then I began to do some uh, educational things and some practical things. And he really began to develop in me this passion for behavior where it wasn't like, oh, my goodness, the sky is falling. It was like, oh, my goodness, this is so much fun. Yeah. And and I know this is not and I know it's of God because it is not typical. It was not a part of my plan. He continues to disrupt my plans, frankly. And so I I began to take these troublesome kids, so to speak, and I began to implement behavior uh, strategies that really didn't come from the book, like a traditional textbook. It came from listening to Holy Spirit. At the time, I didn't know that was happening. Uh, I just thought, oh, an idea came up. Great. Let's yes. try it. And then um, I only knew that after coming out, frankly, um, that that's what it was. But so I began to do that. And so, of course, what happens, my class, I was able to take a very chaotic, crazy, off the chain, non-learning class into a very uh, responsible, respectful, wow. you know, getting close to a great level of class. And so what does the school system do when you do such a great job? They give you more. <laughs> they give you a lot more responsibility you, with you no know, extra money. <laughs> Right. So, well, we have this kid in such and such class. We have this kid. So I began to take on more students. Then I became the team leader. And so I was able to implement those strategies across the board. And then they offered me the job um, in our state called a behavior specialist. And that kind of is, you know, I'm going to say this open to interpretation, <laughs> depending on the needs of the school. But basically, you do handle the behaviors. And I remember them saying that to me. I was like, I don't want to do that. I'm not interested. I'm not interested in that. I'm good where I am. And they said they gave me this offer that I don't think anyone else will ever get, frankly, especially in these days. But I don't know. They're like, listen, we'll give you a sub for two weeks if you'll try this job. And if you like it, then we're good. And so I'm like, all right, you know, I'll try it. And I ended up loving it. And so therefore, I became a behavior specialist for the school. Then over time, I did well with that. So then I became um, what we have as a district program specialist for behavior. So I went from one school of K to 12 to 55 schools, which oh, wow. is very unrealistic, but that is what it is. But through that experience, I was able to see so many different types of behaviors. School-wide, I thought I had seen it all, but boy, there's a whole nother level when you're going to multiple schools with multiple situations, multiple communities, uh, multiple leadership styles, it's all the things. And so I became very uh, experienced, well-versed in all things behavior when it came to the school or the educational setting. I even was doing some things in homes. People don't know that there's a service. I shouldn't even tell that because I want people to know. But there's some, some some states, they do that. I'll just say that. So I was even in homes at one point. And so... Um, Can we paint a picture real quick? 
I want to put, I want to push a pause button real quick because I want to paint a picture for people who really just don't understand this world. So when you talk about how you had gone from a school now to a district and a whole lot of schools, and then you were seeing a whole spectrum of stuff, give some examples around some of the things that you actually had to encounter and have strategy around, just so people understand what we're dealing with here. Okay. Okay. So um, I'll, I'll take it the spectrum. So when you're in a classroom, you have like the calling out behaviors, out of seat, profanity, not following directions. Then that nice. moved from physical aggression, like throwing of items, um, hitting staff, um, you know, refusing to move out of a, you know, move from a room or something of that nature for safety reasons, even. Um, and then that moved in the school, the whole school wide, it moved from, um, well, whether it was fights, um, whether it was um, attacks on, I mean, literally attacks on either peers or different students. I had one case where a student bit an administrator um, in a special place. And so that we had to deal with that. Um, yeah. Also, we had, you know, but we would have um, students who chronically would uh, run, like run, like run out of the school into the community. And there were times in my own vehicle, they did not pay me for that. But in my own vehicle, I'm like circling the neighborhood, looking for students, you know, especially the elementary ones to, to get them and try to get them in the car and get them back. And so it really was a variety of, of so usually when they called me, it was either something highly aggressive. So they were hitting somebody, throwing things, um, threatening to jump off of something. Um, you know, definitely people, I need you to come down off of the, you know, the things like that. Or it would be something where they would um, cause some kind of disturbance, whether it includes water, <laughs> um, some kind of firecracker, some kind of thing. And even though the school would implement some things, it just was consistent. It was not going away. Right. Um, and so I was really called in. I remember there was one case, I'll even speak to a home where the student refused to come to school. And somehow I, we got involved in that. And how do we get the student who's in secondary to come to school? Um, that's it's, who would have thought, right? But those things exist. I mean, we don't talk about it a lot in the, in the you know, out there in the outer world there. Um, but those those things do exist. And so those are just a few. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's helpful. So now, let, now take me back to the story. So you are in the part of your career we're talking about is, you know, in the di now having district level responsibility with, right. you know, 55 or however many you said schools. Right. So where do we go? Where do we go from here? So I was there and I mean, there, I had ups and downs with it. I, you know, but I was there and in my mind, I was going to retire from there, you know, I would do it, may, you know, I may take a, another kind of district job or something like that, but in my mind, I was going to retire. And I remember there was a year where I, I heard in my knower, so not an audible voice, but I heard in my knower, um, or even like a little thought, you're going to leave the school system. And my first response was, well, mm. where did that come from? Because that was not a part of the <laughs> You know, I was already 16 right. years in, so I don't know what we're talking about right now. But the, but the thought became so prevalent and so consistent that I even began to say, I think I'm leaving the school system. And so at the time, you know, at first I'm like, this has got to be God because this is not my plan. This is not what I'm trying to do. Um, but for whatever reason, he wants me to come out. I will say a seed of it was I knew that the way our, our funding is set up, we can only... We can only serve a certain amount of people or a certain set of people. You know, they have right. to meet a certain criteria. 
and I and I know I had a heart for people who like don't meet that criteria but still have to deal with the behaviors, who still are struggling, who are still in the system. So I was like, okay, but I that was that that was it. I didn't think anything of it. You know, I feel bad for them. I'll try to help them as I can. But this thought of you need to leave, you need to leave, and so I remember it was so prevalent. I was like, okay, I'm leaving the school system. And when I say this, it wasn't that I had a plan of I'm going to do this next. It was very Abrahamish, you know, where it's like, uh, pick up your stuff. It's, it's time to move. You know, like that. You don't know where you're going. You don't know how you're going to get there. You just know it's time to move. And so that, so I turned in my resignation. Um, yes, my resignation for real. And I remember they were so surprised because they're like, are you okay? Are you sick? Did right, because seemingly came out of nowhere for them. Right, right, because I wasn't in trouble. There wasn't a struggle. I, you know, there was no report. There was nothing, you know, and nothing changed about my behavior. I didn't stop. I didn't start working less. I just, you know, it just, it. I said it's time for me to go. And I remember, like, some of my uh, peers, not necessarily friends, but peers, are like, "What are you going to do next?" And I was like, "I'm not quite sure." And I remember their looks of, "You must be out your mind to leave a vested." job career with no other plan they just thought i was crazy right. i did have this one uh sister friend who who a very dear friend of mine who she was a believer she's like okay great and if that's what god if that's what god is telling you to do do that and so that starts so i left and i'm thinking okay he wants me out of the school system or out of working with children period out of that whole behavioral thing period so I did some things with eBay. I was like an administrator at a private school for a bit. Like I was doing these different things. And God was like, what are you doing? What are you, doing? Like, what do you mean? I came out. I came out of the system. What do you, what do you mean? I got to find something to do. I still did not, I did not know about this. I definitely didn't know the grace over grind method. I didn't know about the doing business with God. And so it was around that time after I was like, okay, apparently I'm supposed to be doing something else that I met you. Yes. And that's how I got into that. And so through that is where I said, okay, I'm going to start a business. And that even, it even took me a few years to realize it was a consulting and, and, um, program, um, professional development business. I just, it was a process. Yes. So, okay. So now the work that you're doing, your clients are, there's kind of like two aspects of what you do. There's the work that you're doing with districts. And you're actually leading workshops and, you know, providing consulting services to help them with classroom behavior, which is a classroom behavior management. Is that the phrase? Yes. Yes. Okay. And then you also have this, this message that you're putting out there for teachers and really helping teachers directly with different thoughts on, it's almost like, I don't know whether you're doing this overtly or covertly, but basically you're taking uh, kingdom principles and then relaying those messages to teachers in a language that helps them with their classroom management. So first answer that question. Are you speaking, are you speaking uh, overtly kingdom language to Christ following teachers or are you talking kingdom principles in this area to teachers of multi, multiple faiths? Which one's happening or both? Well, now I'm both, but prior, so when I say now, I mean in the last year, but yes. prior, I was a, I call it an undercover agent. Yes. So I did not use, uh, you know, overt words like Jesus and, and kingdom of God. None of those things were used. I just, but I will tell you this, if you listened or if you were a believer, you knew. 
Yeah. So there are many times where, where teachers would come up to me and say, you're a believer, aren't you? They knew that's what it was, you know? And so, but yes, I was very undercover. I didn't talk about faith. Um, you know, I would talk, you know, I would quote Proverbs, but not like, well, I would talk about Proverbs, but I didn't quote it. I definitely didn't give, give an address. You know, um, I would say things like, you know, you know, if you don't have a vision, you're going to run around the same, you know, mountain over and over. I would kind of combine them a little bit, but <laughs> that's really what I was undercover, you know, because, and I didn't even, it never even dawned on me to be at that time, kingdom conversational. Yes. It was really about helping teachers, educators, school. It was helping them with this behavior situation and understand. And so as I began to develop curriculum, as I began to develop these workshops, because I do live in person and virtual workshops, um, as I'm developing the content, I'm like, oh, this, this is where it's coming from, you know? And what I loved about what God showed me early days when I was in the, in the school district, because they would have um, these professionals from out of the school district come to, uh, this is how I took it. I'm, I'm sure they said another way, but come to like judge whether we knew what we were doing, right. you know, that kind of thing. And um, and I was I would kind of be nervous because a lot of my stuff didn't come from a book. It came from Holy Spirit leading. Right. So I was like, okay, I'll say, you know, here's what I'm doing. And you, you know, y'all let me know. And never, never, never a time did someone come back and say, these are inappropriate. These are not what it's supposed to be. Every, you know, some people are like, well, could you tweak it this way or that way? I get that. But when it came to the foundational concepts, I've never had someone come against it. And then also when I started to do more study myself, I was like, oh, this is what I've been doing. Y'all just gave it a yeah. name. Great. Great. So I've, I've been undercover for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And it's so interesting how there's multiple aspects of your story where you're hearing that you're doing something actually with God or rooted in the ways of God without even aware, without an active awareness of it. And then when you have an active awareness of it, it's like, oh, oh, wow, I get to partner with God in a whole nother way with intentionality. Right. I heard that twice. There was the, right. from the Holy Spirit right. speaking to you in strategy when you're in the classroom to taking his ways of being and doing and and putting them in strategy for classroom management right so from mm -hmm. both of those perspectives you were doing it without right. even realizing you were doing it in the beginning right right yeah right. and that was the, that was the key for me a lot of things I, di I didn't know this was what it was i didn't know yes. i just knew i was a believer who needed the lord <laughs> in my profession right. and i invited him to help me i mean that's what it was, you know, yes. for, for such a long time. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on this? So I was thinking about how behavior strategy, and then I suspect that in the educational worlds, there's sometimes a phrase of like behavior modification, for example. And then when I think of the phrase behavior modification, I think about religion, like religion wa wants us to modify behavior versus the kingdom, which is rooted out of relationship and all of those things. And so I'm wondering, what are your thoughts around this? Like, how do you take, because first of all, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm assuming that behavior modification is like a phrase within classroom management. Is that correct? Right. It is. Okay, cool. So how do yes. you, 
how do you process through that? Maybe you just reject my premise. But I, when I think about religion, I was like, religion is behavior modification. Like, let me focus on your, I want to, I want you to modify your sinful behavior so that then we can perhaps through your performance, you can walk into holiness or walking out kingdom life. Like, so then I think, well, how does that maybe translate in education where perhaps there are, there could be some of that mindset that shows up in behavior modification strategies, maybe, you know, but then you're having to bring another perspective that's more transformational in nature. Just like, talk to me about it. Cause these are just thoughts going through my head. Okay. Yeah. I, this is the first time I'm, I'm even hearing this, this concept in this connection, but I will say, so when you think about behavior modification, when it comes to behavior management, uh, classroom management, it is about how do I shape the behavior to where they fit under, you know, the, the rules, expectations, or what the expected student would be. And there is a part of that that is there, and I embrace that. But what has made, I think, me different when it comes to modification is, instead of trying to force it down the student's throat, I, so the name of my business is called Feed Their Needs. So it really became where I learned that when I tried to look at what is their behavior communicating because all behaviors are communication positive negative all the things they're all communicating something so when i start to say okay instead of me trying to force it so for example if a student is misbehaving for attention you know they're being really loud and they're you know interrupting all that instead of me saying just labeling bad bad no no because it doesn't fit under this paradigm right it was more like what are you trying to say to me or what are you trying to communicate through your behavior and then if I can, within my the parameters of the classroom or my educational position, if I can meet that need in an appropriate and help them in an appropriate way, then that other inappropriate behavior is unnecessary. So I guess there is a, a, a level of modification, but the way I see it is there's a scripture, I can't, I can't quote it directly and I don't know the address, but it's like we're to guide our children like arrows. Yes. And so I see it more of like guiding them like arrows and taking who they are, right? Because I have learned most leaders, children who are leaders are not rule followers. <laughs> right. People to hear. A lot of them. <laughs> typically, I'm not all. Okay, okay, I'm going to make a typical. A lot, a lot of times, the ones that are the most to challenge you and ask you questions and kind of like, you know, buck the system a little bit, a lot of them are leaders. So instead of saying, well, if you're going to do it that way, no, 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 I want nothing to do with you. It's more like, okay. I see the skill there. I see what's in there. It's almost like how Jesus says, I know you got all this sin. You're covered with all this sin, but I see within you, you know, a part of me that we place within you. And I'm going to call that out. Yeah. And it's a very similar premise where it's like, okay, I see all the behavior. I see all the things that you're communicating, but I also want to see what's the purpose of that. What, what are you trying to, to get or achieve or gain? And there is an appropriate way to get that. Yes. It's just like freedom. There's an appropriate way to get freedom. There's an appropriate way for salvation. There's an appropriate way for identity. You can't just get there any kind of way. And, and you know, God recognizes our different ways of trying to get it. But he's like, there's this way. And so it's for me, that's what it's about. Yeah. Um, behavior modification. And it's a mindset shift. If you're an educator, if you've been one for a while, I almost want to say, even if you're new, you know, a lot of this is not being talked about in colleges and in schools, but uh, if, you know, it's a different thing where it's like, they got to do it this way, you know, or, you know, we want nothing to do with them. 
you know, if I can say this, there's this narrative happening right now, like right in this moment. Um, I know someone's talking about, uh, I saw someone talking about the teacher shortage. He goes, I don't want to call the teacher shortage. I want to call it the teacher exodus. Right. And so I'm like, mm, okay, let me play with that a little bit. But basically it's like this whole thing of the kids are not acting the way we want them to act. And let me be clear. A lot of it is outlandish <laughs> and right. out of control, but they're like, okay, well, you know what? If they can't do it, we're done. Right. And that is very concerning to me because who loses? Our community loses, you right. know, our country loses. And, and, you know, so, um, it's just a very challenging situation. And then here I am bringing this new, I don't even, I don't even know if it's new, but here I am bringing this message where, you know what, it doesn't have to be this way. You are going to have to take some of the, the, the messiness before you get to the goal. Yes. Um, but there is gold there. And, you know, depending on who's hearing it, depending on who's ready, you know, it's, it's a hard pill for some people to swallow. Yeah. Wow. Uh, you, you're talking about, so you named your company Feed Their Needs. Is that by any chance connected to the idea of like what the scripture says, feed my sheep? And is that, did that come from that reference? I'm just curious. It did not originate from there, but he brought the revelation to me. I will say that. <laughs> he brought the revelation to me. Um, it really just, be, it, it came from me learning, because people are like, how is it that you can take these students who are, you know, some of them, you know what, I'm going to be real. Some of them, society calls them throwaways. Right. Some of them, and, and some of them, society's like, we, there's nothing we can do, you know? And how do you take those students and then how do you bring them to a place to where they're willing to participate, they're willing to engage, they're willing to learn. And it really became, you know why? Because I look at their needs more than I look at their behaviors. Yeah. And I don't try to fix, I try to facilitate. So that's where it came from. And I even yeah. remember talking with God because at the time, this is, I, I, I don't know if they're still saying this, but in business, they say name the business after like the solution or like the, so that when people hear the name, they'll directly, you know, they'll, they'll identify it with what you do. And I'm right. like, this is not, I don't know. People are not going to know I'm a behavior strategist with this name. Right. And I've definitely had people like, Oh, you have a charity. Oh, that's so nice. Do you want, you're like, what kind You're of giving them food. You? That's not, yeah. Food, clothing, yes. you know, and um, so no, we're not a charity. This is not what it is, but it gives you an opportunity to explain it. Yes. You know, but yeah, so that's where Feed Their Needs came from. And then in time, as I'm reading scripture, I was like, feed the sh I got it. Feed my sheep. Feed my yeah, sheep. I got so cool. it. Lord, I'm with you. I'm with you. So, yeah, I love yeah. that. So when I think about, I mean, right now, there is a whole lot of conversation just kind of in the body of Christ around, get your kids out of public school. We need to just be doing more homeschooling. Yeah. We need to be getting into these homeschooling communities and get these things together. Yeah. Just take them out because this, this school system, this public school system is not going to serve your kids. Get them out. So there's kind of that dynamic of conversation happening. Then there's others who are just like, who are pulling them out of public school, but because they have a conviction of the Lord, like I'm called to do this homeschooling thing with my, with my kids. It's not because they're trying to escape something necessarily, but it's just like, this is letting right. the Lord kind of thing. And then you have folks that are like, listen, right. yes, listen, the public school isn't really serving my kids right now, but I really, I'm not called to homeschool. I don't see a way to do homeschooling. And, right. and I believe that right. God can move in the public school too. So I'm curious from your perspective, kind of kind of how you're 
navigating these worlds because we we legitimately have some wild stuff happening in school systems depending on what state you're yeah. in the more wild it can be yep. and so what is kind of your hope and your perspective as you're you know working with clients that are in the school district and kind of bringing a different way like kind of what are your thoughts around kind of the dynamics of things going on in this in the system into the body of Christ um, system. <laughs> right. Right. I, 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 I'm taking it, I call it season by season. Like I just heard about something from my state of Florida where there some, some policies just came through and I'm like, and I remember saying, Lord, is this the side that I need to move on? <laughs> like, is this what it is? And um, he reminded me, um, uh, we walk by faith, not by what you're seeing and what you're hearing. So let's, you know, let's, let's bring it back. So my perspective is this, um, because I've been able to work in the private school sector, Christian private school sector, and in the public school sector, um, I see, this is how I see it. My, my role is to serve the teacher, the whoever it is, the teacher, the school, the educational system. I now work even with like, they're not schools, but they, they do tutoring or they do aftercare. I even work with them. Because at the end of the day, the children are everywhere. So like y'all can run, <laughs> but they're everywhere. And so um, you can't hide, right. right? So my thing is as a parent, if you're led to pull them out, then pull right. them out. If you're led, you know, to keep them in, even if it's for the season, trust God with that, but also ask him, what do I do with what I'm seeing and I'm hearing them? And what do I do with those things? Lead me, guide me to those things. Because I've been in schools where like, they were just crazy, but that one teacher, but that one teacher. Yeah. I've been in districts where it's like, I don't even know how they're gonna do it, but that one principle, right? Because that's how God does it, right? It just takes the one, right? And then that one who has that light will shine in so many different places. And so we have to be careful in my perspective, not to just look at what we see with our eyes, but really what do we see from our heart, from what from God's eyes, from his lens, from his perspective for our family for such a time as this. And so, even in the private sector, what happens is those students who are in the public, they're coming, they're coming to you. So, like I said, you can run, and but you can't hide. I actually, when I was a private school administrator, you know, there were a number of students who came in, right. you know, parents are like, I, I don't like what's happening in the public school mm -hmm. sector. Great. Okay, great. Come on in. And then we realized those behaviors followed them, came with them. It was in the same luggage that, you know, they came in. And here we're having to deal with that. And if you're not prepared, you know, it could be an issue. I've even counseled some schools where it's like, we just got a great influx of kids, but this is what they're bringing. Right. This is what we're carrying. And so um, I would say at the heart of all of it, um, let God be the center of your decision. Yeah. Um, intimacy with everything, like be led of him. And so if he says, pull them, pull them, he says, keep them for a season, keep them, you know, and just continue to pray and watch and and also ask Lord, how do I participate in that? So yes. I have, I, for me right now, there's times where I feel like maybe we need to be privatized as a country. And then there's times where it's like, but that's, that, that's not the, that's not the solution either. My perspective is we need to come back to village. We need to come back to the village where everybody's putting their hand, you know, on the plow, so to speak, everyone's putting their hand to it. Everyone, they're coming to a common agreement we're coming we're working together for the sake of the children for the sake of the children for the sake of the children is where my mindset is and so i would be real i don't have the solution for that i i 
I, I get concerned on a regular basis about policies and, and rules and changes and all these things that are happening. I get concerned about, you know, violence, but I will say this also, um, and school shootings and all those things, but I will say this also, please understand what the world puts out there is often um, magnifies what's really happening. Meaning, oh, let me change that. So if you watch the media, you would think that there's a fight in every school, uh, there's, a, um, there's something happening in every place, and that's not the case. That doesn't mean it's not happening in where you are, but I'm just saying, you know, it'll have you thinking, oh my goodness, this world, you know, where we are, it's <laughs> going down. But, there, but in your school, in your place, that may not be the case. So um, I, I think it's just a day-by-day -day situation. We are approaching or we're in a place where discernment is so necessary. We're also in a place where if God has called you to it, understand that provision is there and that will look like the right person, um, that will look like, you know, uh, maybe the, the right pricing for some who are like, I got to, you know, I got to go. It, it could look like so many, the, the peace that comes with that. It could look like so many different things. So for me, it's a day by day, moment by moment, season by season. I'm going to just tell you the other week, I'm like, I don't know. I just don't know. But then he reminds me, I called you for such a time as this. So then when you're working, so going back to like policy. Okay. So you're having to help people despite whatever you have to operate within the structures and the legislation and the, the things that happen at that school board level. I don't know how, how the rules all work with their statewide district wide and all those things, but I'm curious to know if you, maybe if you can even share an example, uh, however you can without getting yourself in trouble, but an example of how you've been able to bring a, a kingdom solution, a kingdom perspective in the midst of a really tough situation that's created based off of legislation. Oh, wow. Legislation. Okay. So I'll, I'll say this right now. There's this push in legislations across America. I don't know how many States where they're like, we don't believe in consequences. We don't believe in consequences, but we don't. So what I've been getting is like, it's like, I love what you're saying, but we don't, we don't want to do any consequences. And that has been very challenging for me, partly because I absolutely do believe in consequences. The word believes in consequences. Um, I mean, you, you can act like they don't exist, but it will come and it is coming and it does come, you know? And so um, for me, it's about navigating. Uh, first of all, I will say this, coming with a open heart and not a hardened heart. Mm. So, you know, because someone will say, well, we don't believe in this core thing that you're talking about automatically, if you're the creator of it, or if you're teaching and you believe in it, it's like a jolt to your system. Right. And you kind of want to come out like, well, you know what, then thank you, but no, thank you. So I have to come in with the open heart and I have to come in with prayer. So I'll go in and I'll say, okay, I hear what you're saying. And then I'll begin to uh, come at it from a different angle. Cause if you look at what Jesus did, he very rarely, he just hit it directly when he was speaking to the masses, he came at it from different angles because he knew who he was talking to. Right. And he knew what, what he was talking to had such a value as well. So I'll come at it with a different angle. And I said, well, consider this, think about this. Or I said, okay, well, let me see what you're talking about. So I would definitely do a reason together. So we, so they came at me recently, this not even in my state. It's like, we don't do consequences. We don't believe in consequences. I'm like, okay, <laughs> okay. So I said, okay, well, what do you believe in? So we began to negotiate and talk about some things. So I said, well, let me offer you this. 
Now, in my mind, I have the end in mind, which is we gonna do consequences, <laughs> but I can't come at it that way, you know. And um, you know, and, but not against their will either. Like I want to be clear, I'm not gonna do it against their will. I want to do it something they're comfortable right. that when they do it, they walk in confidence with it. So I so I begin to um, discuss situations of how we could bring it in, what it could look like, how we could package it is what I call it, how we how we share that and discuss it and teach it, packaging. And so they're like, okay, okay. And so what began to happen, and we're not, I'm not even, you know, totally done with that contract, but what began to happen is the teachers began to implement what I was talking about, what I was sharing with them. And they began, to, and the leaders began to see the teachers incorporating it, like in the in that situation, the setting, and they began to see shifts. They began to see change. The teachers were like, I feel so much better. I'm not like going home crying anymore, right. like those kind of things. And so, um, and 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 at first, when the that when I'm hearing like we don't do consequences, like I said, this has to do with legislation. That's it's coming from the top. It's not just coming from the leadership, the current leadership within that setting. That's what's happening, and they're pushing this agenda and they're pushing this thing, not understanding what will happen to society if that actually goes through. What will happen? And so, it's it's it. For me, I have to capture those thoughts and put them on the authority of Christ because it can be a little, you know. If I let it, it's discouraging. Right. If I let it, it's like you know, um, I can you know I can do something else, <laughs> that kind of thing. But um. But no, no, I'm I for one am glad that you're that you're called to this area. I mean, there's such a need and I want to kind of shift gears to now your overt to, to you serving people overtly to Christ following teachers and being able to kind of speak to them from that perspective. But I'm really glad that you're in this space and that you're equipping others in this space. So let's kind of shift gears, because if you're having a conversation okay. with teachers who are believers and you can talk to them about their partnership with God in their classrooms with their students. Talk to me about some of the kind of foundational conversations or just examples of how you're show, showing them how to bring kingdom, kingdom to classroom. Okay. So this really started for me. I, I created this program, um, Grace Over Grind for Teachers. And it really, be, it really took me back to what I used to do that I didn't know I was doing where I was actually inviting Holy Spirit with me day by day, moment by moment um, in the classroom. And what was, and so I, I could look back and said, that's how I did it. I didn't even know. So then I began to share this through um, with other teachers and what was happening, what was so exciting was first of all, like many of us in the marketplace, we compartmentalize. It's like Jesus is at church and then I'm at the school. <laughs> You know, or right. Jesus is at church and then I'm in my business. And so I understand that Jesus is over everything. A kingdom is over everything. And so when we look at that, um, what what they began to experience, first of all, is like a clarity, a peace. And the biggest thing that surprised me was more time. Uh, it's like natural productivity. Yeah. And, and as a teacher, you know, I don't know if you know how valuable time is. It is a very valuable uh, commodity or aspect of it. And so that peace and that, that time and understanding that I'm not in this by myself, I don't have to do this by myself. So it started with that. And then just recently, this is why I say I'm a double agent is that he began talking to me about kingdom classrooms and I'm like, okay, 
where are we going with this? Because again, it's not a part of the plan, right? It's not, I thought I was just doing behavior and classroom management. I'm good. I'm good. And so he's like, no, we're going to talk about kingdom classrooms. And it really is a, a, it is kingdom of God's response to the crisis we're in right now. That's what this is. And so basically, because there is such a huge and heavy and loud narrative about how awful teaching is and how you need to leave or do the exodus, apparently, in order to make this thing work. And, and understanding that God is like, listen, you think I don't love children more than you do? You think I don't have a heart for children more than you do? I have placed operatives across this country, across this world, who are willing to be lights in the place of darkness. I mean, really, if, you, if you're going to be light, there has to be darkness. Let's start with that. So there has to be issues. There has to be has to be chaos. I mean, that's where light shows up the best. And so what he's calling me to do is says, okay, make the call, call them out, call them out and say, listen, first of all, stop listening to this narrative that teaching is the most horrible, ter um, terrible, no good, dirty job there is. Absolutely not. It is an honor to be a teacher. I love teachers. Um, it, is, it is ministry in so many different ways. Um, everybody remembers a teacher, everybody remembers a teacher. And so there's that. And then there's this whole thing of what is a kingdom classroom? And so I was like, okay, Lord, what is this? And he began to show me, he's like, remember how your classrooms used to be? Remember how like everybody tried to be in your classroom? Yeah. All like even the kids that were like the kids that wouldn't follow directions. They were always in detention. They would be yep. suspended. Can I come to your classroom? Can I come? Can I hang? Can I be there? Um, what was it? And I said, well, this is what it was. And I said, well, let me just tell you just a few things. Shay. I, I prayed over my classroom. I prayed over my students. And I, when I tell you the, they didn't know this, but the presence of God was all up and through there in so many ways. And so it looked like a piece of heaven. So there was peace there. There was joy there. Like we laughed every day. And I'm not seeing, here's the thing. People hear me talk about this and they think I'm talking about these really nice, cute, good kids. I'm telling you, they were not, they were not to the place to where if I would take a day off, security's like, you can't take no more days because when you leave, it is straight out pandemonium in this school. Wow. So, and I, and so I kind of laugh, but then we had to ch change that because I'm not going to stop not, you know, missing days, but I will say. <laughs> That's that, why we need know, more operatives. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Cause I'm. Um, that's important. I, that's very important. We need breaks. I'm just saying we need yes. breaks. And so therefore, um, then, so he began to take me through this, you know, this journey. So he's like, it's going to start with a course in a community. And so, um, I'm right now developing the community. I'm learning how to do this. This is kind of new for me. Um, and, and the, the course is there and learning how to communicate it. And then I did another, um, workshop. Um, I did do a grace over grind workshop too. Um, just something as a, I call it a little taster, you know, for those who are like, what is this thing? Like, can I really teach in, in his grace? Right. Can I really have the class or the school? I want to say it's not just for teachers. It's even for administrators. Can I really have the school that like, people are like, what's happening here? What's going on? Yes. I feel something different. Why are your kids this way? Why is going on here? It is so very possible. And if it can't be possible under the kingdom of God, where else can it be? Yes. Where else can it be? 
And so that's what he's calling me to. So now I'm like, okay, Lord, well, that means you pushing me out in the forefront. He said, absolutely. You're just going to be a double agent. You're just going to be a double agent. And that's what it's going to be. And so I am now learning how to walk out the double agency right. of the kingdom of God. I love that. Yeah. So, so I heard you say, when you're talking about kingdom classrooms, I heard you talk about the peace dynamic. I heard you talk about the joy dynamic. So when you think about the scriptures, the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. What would the righteousness part be for kingdom classroom? Okay, so this is new for me, but what he taught to me about is justice. Okay, so let me tell you what I mean by that. So, um, so first of all, when we talk about righteousness, we talk about things being done God's way, right? right. His way. So the way I operate, so the way I have my rules are his way. The way that I have them interact are through his way. So meaning I talk about not holding grudges, treating each other. One of the, Even in secondary, we are a family. Ew, I don't want to be a family. Let me talk to you about what that means, what that looks like. Right. So for me, it's like the vision is there and I, and I teach toward the vision. I reinforce the vision. I communicate the vision. If you fall out of vision, there will be a consequence, but not a consequence that humiliates you or embarrasses you or puts you down, but really to the, just guide you right on back. To where we need you to be. Yes. Um, a lot of people, when they hear some of the consequences that I talk about, they're not punitive. And that's the first thing I talk about. I'm not against punishment at the house. I'm not against punishment as an administrator. I know you have to do certain things, but I'm just talking about in the classroom setting. Um, they're like, does this really work? Yes. This works with kids who wear, um, who have the little um, the anklets, ankle bracelets on. Yes. This works with the kids who've been missing for, you know, they've been in another place, you know, for a while and they come back. Yes, this works for the kids who, who are in foster care. Yes, this works for the kids, but it also works for the kids who are very wealthy and who didn't have a lot of boundaries. Yes, this works for the kids who, you know what, had great parents, but, you know, the temptation, the peer pressure, they're kind of like trying to flow it through. It works for all kids. Why? Because it's based on the kingdom. Yes. Not based on your race, not based on your economics, not based on, you know, your history or your label, whatever that looks like. It's really based on, you know, the principles of God. So when I talk about righteousness, I talk about things being done God's way. And when I say justice, because he talked me about peace, love, joy, and justice. And okay. I'm like, what does that even mean? And so sometimes kids feel like they're, no one's hearing me. They're not, no, if, if they can't do it or they won't do it, I'm going to have to do it myself. And so he really talked to me about, and I'm still working on this, but he talked to me about how, because this is how I used to, I used to do it like this, where if, if wrong was done, so like when I say wrong, you know, I'll give an example. So one of my students, <laughs> it's not really, it was funny, it's funny now, like she stole, she took someone else's snicker bar off the table okay. and ate it, right? Okay, so that's like, Minor. that's like a huge issue. Yeah. You took my food. Yeah, it's not, it's not, so I'm not talking about major fights, with, but I'm something I can handle in the classroom. And so we, we walked out what that would mean to where we they still get a consequence but there's still forgiveness there's an opportunity to make it right and at the end of the day we're still friends we're still good and so that that being practiced even in the classroom is so important and, and i could hear some people saying well that's what the parents are for you're absolutely right that is what the parents are for but guess what our kids spend so much more hours with us than you realize in a lot of parents and so i'm not trying to get in a, a parent's house but they can still experience yeah. peace joy um, and, and, and love. justice. Yeah. In the classroom. Yeah. And yeah. And love. Thank you. Don't, it's yeah. not about love because 
without that, I, I I would not be doing this if I did not love kids, period. And if I didn't love teachers. That's so good. I love that. Okay, one last question for you then. So as you're as you've been sitting with God around the new things as well as the things you've been walking out and kind of going to the next step in that, what are you most excited about and and what are you most hope filled about in your work and impacting education? Hmm. What am I most excited about? I think it's connected to what I'm I'm hopeful for as well. That there is a and I, I I don't know if the right word is remnant, but that's what's coming to me, right? That there's a remnant of teachers that rise up and take the world by storm and yes. surprise. Meaning yeah. there, there's a remnant of teachers, because I know it's not going to be, it's, it's not going to be 100% of the teachers, partly because of what's happening behind the scenes and all the enemy forces and all that stuff, but uh, where they're going to be a model of what can be done with principles of the kingdom. That is what I'm excited about. So for those who are willing to take the challenge, that's why I love this operative thing. You know, um, like when we look at, um, what's that movie? Not 007, but uh, Mission Impossible. Yeah. You know, if you accept this challenge, that's what this is. So if you will accept this and see what God can do through you. So I'm excited about what that looks like. Yes. Because when I was in it, I mean, I this is something I live. This is not something I read about in the book. I actually lived this to where yes. people would constantly, like I was in the classroom and, I, and it's not me. I, I mean, you know, I did some work, but it was really the Lord. Like it yeah. came from the Lord, right? Where I was a classroom where everyone would want to visit. So when you bring the visitors, you come to this classroom. And what I loved about it is we didn't have to put on airs. We didn't have to be like, okay, y'all act right because such and such is coming. It's like, you want to come? Come on. Because yes. we're going to do what we do. Yes. Okay. And that doesn't mean perfection. It doesn't mean perfection. It doesn't mean sometimes I students will say things that are like, I can't believe you just said that. You know, like that is still real. But when they, they can actually see the transformation, yes. there you go. That's what I'm excited about. The transformation that happens with our students and with the staff, the teachers. I'm very excited, excited about that. So my hope is that, you know, in, in, in a year, we're able to see those little lights burning. And I could point to people and say, talk to her, talk to this person talk to this and see what God has done so that they can be an encouragement for those who are coming. There's more coming. There's some that are dormant. You know, we got to get them. We got to call them out and say, okay, you've now been activated. Yeah. And so um, that's what I'm excited about. Oh, that's so good. Thanks for sharing. This was so good. Uh, for those who want to learn more, connect with you, where do they go? My website is feedtheirneeds.com or they can email me, Michelle at, oh, Michelle1L at feedtheirneeds.com. Reach out to me. I take it for granted that people don't spell their name the way I spell it. On Facebook, I am on Instagram. I am on YouTube. I have a bunch of videos out there. If you're looking for um, the kingdom stuff, reach out to me via email and I will uh, lead you to that. Um, but you feel free to look at my videos. You'll, that's my undercover. <laughs> that's my undercover stuff. But if you're a believer, you'll catch it. You'll see exactly what's happening. You'll pick up. Mm -hmm. Well, that's good. And I want people to see that because those who are mostly operating in a, in a space where they can't be overtly, you know, biblical or, you know, or, you know, overtly faith focused, they need to see examples of what this can look like, what that expression is. So we'll make sure to uh, link up your, your channel in the show notes here. But thank you so much. I appreciate you, Michelle. Loved it as always.